0: Hello and welcome to the Road to Tinu podcast exploring the works of Patrick Rothfuss. Fair warning, we talk about the books and everything that happens in the books. So if you haven't read them, be aware there's probably spoilers in here. Welcome back. I know we've been away for a little while. I hope you can forgive us. Today, we're coming back strong with our friend Megan. Yo. And a new guest, Nardius Maximus. Hola. Nard, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure. I'm, I don't know, I'm not your classic nerd, but I'm uh, definitely a pretty big nerd. Big fantasy person overall. Uh, actually, uh, man, it's been a really long time, I guess, uh, for me, as far as having just some truly good material to go through. And I feel like Kingkiller Chronicles was something that finally brought it all back for me. I got very excited when I finally got to uh, start digging into those stories. So uh, any chance I can, I can get to talk about it, it makes me happy. So That's why I'm here.
0: Again. That's great. And how did you first meet the series?
1: Uh, that's a, that's an interesting story. Uh, I was turned on by Megan uh, to the stories to begin with, but uh, I ended up uh, having just the uh, you know the books on my phone. And uh, I'm a long story short, I'm a over the road trucker, you know, in the lower 48, you know, in uh, continental U.S. And I just hauled books around with me, reading them all over the place and really helped pass the time. But at the same time, it gave me something to be like truly nerdy with and you know, to dig into. Uh, I guess that's how I got into them. I just read them all over the country. I haven't stopped yet. I think I'm on my third pass through on to do main books and uh, read all of the offshoot stuff that Pat has done. and tree rogues and oh, what was the last? That, the small book, the one about the holly tree, yeah. Uh, well, I forget
2: what Old collection. Holly. I don't know what collection it's in. Man, that, Margaret. That
1: is my single favorite piece.
2: That <laughs> I know, I've right?
1: From him that was So deep.
0: <laughs> I had to read that a
1: million times.
2: We oh, already cut we already did an Old Holly episode with Bryn. Oh man. So, dear listener, you
0: can go back to the previous episode and learn all about our thoughts and feelings about Old Holly and the time I blew Megan and Bryn's mind. <laughs> uh, you probably do, and you probably should.
1: All right, well I'll be listening with them as they go back.
0: You can find the Road to Tinue on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcasts. Please give us a listen, a like, and a review. <laughs> well, that's cool that that you got introduced to it from
2: Megan. Duh. So you've read, you read. Like, um... It was like my religion. It was like I had just found Christ, and I was like, you guys. That was a really
1: painful. Like, I love I love Megan's thoughts on um, just pretty much anything that we've gone through together. But she would not talk to me about it until I had done a second read-through on everything.
0: Read <laughs> well, you need to really grok everything. And that means, like, after you read the second book, you have to reread the <laughs> first book. So you can go, oh. Right? I know. Just like when the third book comes out, we're all going to have to reread it. Speaking of books coming out... Who is excited for the 10th anniversary edition?
2: Um, me. <laughs> I, you guys. You guys. You guys. Okay, it's the 10th anniversary edition of The Name of the Wind. I have already pre-ordered it because, duh, of course I have.
0: Did you pre-order it from uh, the Geeks Doing Good or just from from? Teaker's I actually, Pack?
2: No, no, no. I actually pre-ordered it um, at my local bookstore because nice. I believe in helping local businesses. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Nice.
0: So... The things I'm excited for in the 10th Anniversary Edition are the illustrations because they look breathtaking.
2: OMG. And you the guys, map. we're going to get illustrations. We're going to get illustrations. And we're going to get a bigger map. Oh, a
0: bigger, more detailed God. map.
2: What? Yeah, y'all.
0: It might even be to scale or something. Who knows? I think there might even be two maps. I'm not sure. Oh,
2: man. 10th Anniversary Edition drops October 3rd, people.
0: Pre-order yours now.
2: Yeah. from your local yeah.
0: bookstore or from the Tinker's Pack. I think if you do it from Tinker's Pack, you might be able to get a signed edition. But you should also what, support really? your, local, your local businesses.
1: Dude, signed edition, let the local businesses burn.
2: Signed <laughs> <laughs> edition, guess, let the local businesses I guess, burn. I just
1: really need caddies writing in my life, like, officially.
2: Uh, yeah. I agree. Okay.
0: Anyways, anything else about the 10th anniversary edition that you're excited for?
1: I'm excited about all of it, honestly. I, I, I hate to admit it, but uh, I didn't know about it until now. This has been very informative, so I'm, I'm going through all sorts of emotional things right now as you're talking about it.
0: Have either of you seen the playing cards that uh, they just yes. finished kickstarting?
1: I have heard tell of them. At comic stores, I have not seen them, per se, like, physically.
0: They are gorgeous. That's all I gotta say. They're gorgeous. They're, uh, Each one is a different character. The aces are kind of symbols. And they're... They're just gorgeous. They're real gorgeous. Like, I think it's... The ace of spades, maybe, is a scrail. Yeah, Ooh. and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then you got just kind of a hit list of, of greatest characters Falamola Mola, uh, Bast I actually have a picture of Aelion as my phone wallpaper it was Bast but that was a little too flirty for uh, public consumption
2: <laughs> Bast the slippery little sneak that <laughs> needs to be a, that needs to be a whole other podcast but but I don't worry. but
0: there's a couple of Ari, actually. There's a couple of Ari. I think there's at least two of Bast. There's Quoths at two or three different ways, like sad Kvothe, uh hungry Kvothe, happy Kvothe.
2: <laughs> a quote for
0: every feeling. <laughs> Who wants to start talking about our friend Scarpy?
2: Me. Go. Pick me. Okay. I, choose... I said... What? I said, I choose you!
0: Special attack, two...
2: Scarpy! <laughs> I think I said in the first podcast that you had me on, called His Name is Dagon because we couldn't remember that one guy's name, I said that Scarpy and Chronicler were for me the two most interesting characters of the two novels, and I my reason for that was because of everything and everybody in two books which are pretty decently sized books they we don't know crap about them like we <laughs> meet them one time we meet Scarpy one time in the first book and then he's just drops off the radar well he in was mentioned
0: book. So, like, we sort of meet him twice because he's talked about, and then we actually interact with him.
2: Okay, yeah. that. There we go. So, but then, it, the reason that that sticks out so much to me is think of all of the other characters that we know so much about. And maybe we don't know everything about them. Denna's a really good example. Debbie is an excellent other example. Ari, I could go on here. Bast. But there's still at least a little something there where we can speculate a little bit farther with Scarpy and Chronicler. It's just like, why are you here? I feel like you're, you're the jokers in the deck. Like I know you must serve some purpose, <laughs> I don't, but it depends on the game we're playing and I don't know which game that is. So Scarpy, uh, I was thinking about him more recently because I've now read the name of the wind probably six times. Well, first, let me bring it back, because what I want to talk about overall is the Talayan? Is it Talayan? Talan. Talan, thank you. The Talan religion. There we go. Talan religion. Talu Talan. Thank you. Merciful Talu. Someone's cringing that you're not doing that. If we
0: are mispronouncing it, please contact us and let us know.
2: <laughs> you know, when I read it, I, I've been saying Talu in my mind. I don't know why tay though. Because you're a terrible person, that's why. I'm
0: making.
1: I know, I know. Harry Potter, Hermione, I said Hermoine for like... (gasps) Me
2: too!
0: (laughs) Until I saw the first movie, I said Hermoine. Right?
1: (laughs) And then I felt like the biggest
0: douche. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's a classic
1: British name, you (laughs) dumb American.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hermoine, is that French? (laughs) Interesting.
2: Hermione! Hermione. 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 Hermione, Mine (laughs) was... Mine was Hermione. I it was I'm ninety
0: percent sure that's why in the fourth book, Victor Crumb is like, like they have that sound out part, and he's like, "Oh, I know
2: Hermione." Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. This, oh, I know. That was how, for us.
0: Literary devices.
2: Oh, so so Taylor is our Hermione. <laughs> well,
0: I think the entire book is our Hermione. Anywhere, uh, yeah. I'm sure we're
2: saying. That's it a wrong. good point. That's a good yeah,
1: point. Yeah, the first one be, would be quoted or close, however you want to call
2: it. I actually got that one pretty easy. Yeah, it's like I Kvothe do? with a V. Kvothe. Yeah, it's like "quoth" with a I V. It's both.
1: <laughs> You had not tell me that. You're like, no, it's not Kavosi. First,
2: I want to talk about Trappist.
1: Alright. I've heard a lot of uh, introspectin- introspection on Trappist, so it'd be nice to other
2: Well, the first thing that I think everybody could come to a consensus on is that Trappist was at some point part of the church and that he left for whatever his reasons are. Let me just tell you my feelings on Trappist and his story. And then I, you know, then you guys tell me if I'm crazy. So Trappist, he tells the story, I believe, of Taylou and the burning wheel and how um, it's very much, you know, and of course it's going to be because, the story of Jesus is not unique by itself outside of this particular fantasy world, but it's a very the story of Taelu that Trappist tells is very Jesusy.
0: Taelu slash Menda.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because Taelu uh-huh. impregnated uh-huh. her. Yeah,
0: it's uh-huh, actually, it's a, it's kind of Zeusy. Is it Zeusy? A little bit. It well, might I be a little a Zeusy. Of...
2: Well,
0: I,
1: I agree, but Zeus-y, Zeus was Zeusy. You're welcome was not nearly the martyr that Taylor was if, if anything like Taylor was martyr like 4.0 like we're, we're trying to sell AOL to the world with Taylor's martyrdom
0: the only Zeusy part I guess is just the you're gonna dream about like standing in the rain and then you're gonna be pregnant Hey!
2: <laughs> so. <laughs> so trappist tells the story of telu and and canus and Canis? a Canis, there's an n in there canus and canus
0: and canus i don't know canus that's Incan- a good one i like that. Well, okay no but there
2: is a
1: cane in canus in canus
2: i think that's probably wrong. i always I leave off
0: the first n and it's like ecanus And i'm like that's not right
2: i know you always say ecanus and i'm like there's an n, there's an n in there maybe the n is silent no, but anyway that- he tells
0: <laughs> Anyways, he tells. He tells the story.
2: He tells Talib. the story of Taylu and Uh Ak- Akanis, Ak- 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 of, of course, for those of you who may don't get it, he was the number one demon in the world. Taylu was a member of the Emir. He was an original member of the Amir.
0: That is not part of Trappist's story. That's part of Skirky's I know it's story.
2: It's not part of Trappist's story. Stay with me. All right, all
1: right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going on, I'm going on, on. Offshoots myself, by the way, about like you know, like how the Galen Church.
2: You well, know, see, this is why this is with like
1: these stories of like you know, like everything else that's going on, like are like these original stories of all these great doings and stuff? They're all okay.
2: Like connected. So and that's what I wanted. The same so, the, so, so like, this yeah. is the this is the the ladder that I'm calling, The ladder, it's a bridge, maybe I don't know what it is. So we hear Trappist's version of Taylou first before. He goes to the the waterside and the docks and hears Scarpy's version of the Emir and Lonrai, and yep. t- and that to me says, okay, here is what everybody commonly thinks of Telu that he was a god, that he was the god, he was the guy, and um, he is the one who destroyed the number one demon in the world by pinning him down with a burning wheel. And he did sacrifice himself. Again, I'm going to just say that there are parallels to Jesus here. <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know, homeboy sacrifices himself for the good of the world. I mean, that's sort of, you know, I guess that's not, that's everybody. That's any story. So the story of Telu and Acanus and how Taylou, you know, came down in man form and hunted down these demons. And then I also want to point out that in Trappist's story, um, the first time that Ekanis, or no, the first time that Taylou says, come over to me, repent, there were seven that did not come over to Taylou's side. Oh, snap, right? Right? Okay. First of all. Um, second of all. I of yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the podcast. <laughs> Keep
1: going. I'm just I'm just giving you encouragement. That's a good
0: thought. Also, Quoth says at the end, like, I've never heard this version of the story before. So the story that we hear from Trappist might not be the actual story that the Tale in Church tells.
2: Exactly.
1: Which is so true in civilization, though. I mean, you have, I mean, just in our own civilization, you have what actually happens, and then you have the peasant tales, because we're all peasants in our own world.
2: You know, we're all peasants.
1: The point is, is that you have what actually happens between all of these people who are involved, and then you have repercussions because of that, and then you have this generalized, uneducated, ignorant story that follows these events in the minds of the people who were affected.
2: Okay, and I feel so.
1: Like that's what the Talon thing is all about. That's okay. to be the baseline story.
2: Yep, yeah, that's. And- Leonard has now brought us over to the other side of my bridge, which is we hear uh, Travis's version of Taylor. I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously. So we go through that and we're like, oh, that's who that guy is. And we hear about Canis. And we hear about seven people that didn't cross over. There were more people that didn't come over. But he mentions the first time that he offers forgiveness, seven don't come over. So okay. that, the, okay. And then Acanus dies by the burning wheel. And Telu throws himself in there to keep him down. Right? Okay, that's Sparks Notes, what that story's about.
0: Okay, before Fast. you go, you go further. I would also like to repeat that he says that there's seven who didn't cross, and at the beginning, when they're talking about all the stories, uh, somebody says that the Shandrian are the seven who didn't cross when Telu first made the offer for repentance. So that could be important. All right, continue. Here we go. Well, there's there's another.
1: Ahead. There's another thing. There's another thing. There. There's a distinction that I don't feel like we're going to cover as we go forward that I have noticed that in, in Canis... And, you know, like, he, he, he's, like, if we're making the connection to the train, Chandrian, I'm sorry, there was a difference between the person who led the Chandrian and the rest of the followers as well. I feel like that's another connection between those two main stories. Because, in Canis, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm just going with, you know, the feelings that I got as I read it, but in Canis was, like, the epitome of the evil, right? Like, the, the mm-hmm. evil dude that wasn't having it. Like he he actively sought to stay away from, you know, what Taylor was doing. Mm-hmm. Versus you know, like your your seven followers who were there to hear the message and were not swayed. Like there there was like a difference between the two. Like, and Canis was, like, the, the evil boogeyman, so to speak, that, like, wasn't there to hear it or didn't give a shit to begin with. Like, if I remember right, that story, you know, like, he was off doing his thing, wasn't he? Your actual Chandrian, like, they, so, they refused Taylor's message, but they were there to, like, hear it and to give a crap to begin
2: with. All this well, okay, depending so for, on where the Chandrian
0: well, came from, like, if they are that original seven or not.
2: In context, yeah, I guess, I guess when, when Taylor, Taylor destroys... And Canis, the world is wrought with demons, right? And everybody's like a dick, basically. Is that That's how the beginning of Trappist's story um, sort of starts, is that everybody is just losing, the, like everybody's just being assholes all over the place um, because there's demons in the world and some people are possessed by demons and some people are just, you know, and all of that. So and Canis, no, he was just the biggest, baddest, Demon in the land at the time for context, but the world never, was full of demons.
1: Can you refresh my memory really, really quick? Uh, and Kamis never received the message from Taylu, correct?
2: No, like no, no. Taylu was
1: doing thing, wasn't he? Like, I swear no. that's how they introduced him in the story. So,
2: like, Taylu was chasing like was canis Well, okay, so right. Mandra, the, the human version of Taylu. Basically, he did that first thing where he was like, come over to my side and, and you'll have forgiveness. Seven didn't cross over. And then he left from that place and he started chasing Incanus throughout the land.
0: Well, he didn't like immediately stop start. Like he was just kind of going around to everybody being like, hey, everybody, let's you better get on my telu train. He walked from town to town and he destroyed demons but the one demon he could never catch was and canis
2: so here's the next part of what i was going to say which was so we get the telu story and then we get scarpy's story which is about lonrei and his betrayal of the beautiful city right i'm what mirror
0: turn i ty- love
2: that Oh,
0: like, Mir Terranil.
2: Mir Terranil, thank you. So we go over Mir Terranil and uh in Scarpy's story and what happened to that city, which basically Lonray betrayed everything that he fought for. He fought for that city. <laughs> he fought for all of them, but betrayed them in the end for a reason we're not really sure why.
0: Because he wants to destroy the world, because it's it's a filthy, dirty place. You know what? Poison and Right, but, but, nah. but he was
1: the defender of that same world forever, and it was strengthened by his love.
0: Yeah, but then his love
2: died. Well, that's she what I'm was saying. Stronger
1: than him, she was always more powerful than he was. Like he was—he was the, you know, the bare-chested champion, and she was like the actual powerful, rooted in magic and name. Well, not magic,
2: she, but name, yeah, she was the namer.
1: had the true power in that duo he was just the bare-chested hunk
2: that was as in all female male relationships you're just the brawn and wear the brains i'm kidding
1: (laughs) no that's that's actually a very good comparison it really was he was (laughs) like if you look at that story like she was the brain she was the actual power and then he was the brawn and you know a lot about lon right you don't know very much about what happened all you know is that they were in this one stance towards the world, defending and fighting these enemies and bringing things together and doing good. And then she's gone. Woe is me. <laughs> everybody it goes wandering and starts destroying everything. But
2: I- yeah. I think that he destroyed, I think he betrayed the city and destroyed that world because somebody told him that if he did such and such a thing, she could come back. That's the only thing that makes sense to me.
1: No, I'm going to disagree.
2: Because
1: no. If you he, have, if you have true love it. and true dependency and true compassion and true partnership with somebody or something, and it is taken away, it, it destroys you. It warps you. You can. I mean, you. Are you there's speaking a whole from
2: experience?
1: No. <laughs> yes, in a weird way. But that's so much of how this book is written. That's why I love these books because there's so much experience written into how these characters move how these characters live for me to begin with because they are they're people they're real people there are real mindsets and real trajectories based on events that actually happen to real people that's why I what? love them so much it's like the heart of it but no like I really feel like Lonray was not corrupt I mean corrupted but he was he was corrupted because of his love for her because when you lose when you truly lose something anything's game like you can't Really hate somebody or something unless you loved it first that's uh. thing. like you can't have that true deep just ridiculous intense passion for something as far as hatred goes unless it was good first you only build with good you only build with positive energy to begin with. and loss is um i <laughs> can do all sorts, of things, all sorts <laughs> of things i guess is my point i totally believe that it could have been something benign as far as, you know, she
0: she just died. And he was
1: corrupted because of that, and all that good.
2: So he just wanted to burn it down. Yeah, okay.
0: If I can't have it, no one can have it!
2: Some men just want to watch the world burn.
0: I'm a fan of the theory that after she died, he went to talk to the Cathay. Yeah. And that, basically, the Cathay poisoned him, Yep. and he's out there like... Typhoid Mary just
2: mm-hmm.
0: sowing salt and reaping death.
2: Can I just bring up really fast? There's a huge clue about the Shandrian and about Haliax and why they're running around trying to kill anybody that talks about them. Skeletos cursed him and his name so that he could never be at peace. Remember? Because Lonre couldn't sleep. Or it was just impossible for him. He can't die because she called him back. And so now he can't die at all.
0: Yeah, he's gone beyond the four doors. Yeah. He can't go crazy. He can't forget. He can't sleep and he can't die.
2: Exactly. exactly. And, and, and Pat... The, that, that,
1: that enchantment was powered by the fact that people knew of his betrayal and knew his story right. and knew what happened. So I which like... is the perfect motive for the Chandrian because that's exact
2: that's their motive. is trying to yeah. keep the same thing. Okay. So then that's Scarpy story that we've just dug into. So Scarpy story, yeah. he ends that story with the formation of the emir, and it's...
0: Well, that's a separate story. That's the next day.
2: Okay, that's the next day, the day he gets arrested, right? Yeah. So then the next day, his story is about the creation of the emir and how there were a bunch of them. I can't, if I have the book in front of me, which I... Here we I, go, are
0: you ready? Yeah. you ready? Selatos went to Aleph and knelt before him. I must refuse, for I cannot forget, but I will oppose him with these faithful Ruach beside me. I see their hearts are pure. We will be called the Amir in memory of the ruined city. We will confound Lanre and any who follow him. Nothing will prevent us from attaining the greater good. Mm -hmm. The Ruach who enjoyed him... Ruach? I say Ruach. I make it a hard ch sound yeah joined him are let's see we've got kiral Deia, endless fair Geiza, or Giza, geysa who has a lot of things said about her she was the first who knew the unwanted touch of a man some people think denna or ori might be related to her laselti immet ordal in. I thought Taylor joined this party. Taylou
2: did join that party. I am finding it. Uh, because he says... Where oh,
0: Taylou joins before everybody else. Taylou was the first. So that's nine. Right. Plus Celitus, which says, is ten. Hold on.
2: Most of the Rauch, Rauch hung back from... Rock hung back from Celitus too. They were afraid and they did not wish to become involved in great matters. But Taylou stood forward saying, I... Hold justice foremost in my heart. I will leave this world behind that I might better serve it, serving you. He knelt before Alice, his head bowed, his hands open at his sides. Others came forward, except that at some point. Okay, so here's the very end right before. This is Scarpy telling this story right before he gets arrested. None but the most powerful can see them and only Then, with great difficulty and at great peril, they met out justice to the world, and Telu is the greatest of them all. And that's where he gets cut off, and then it goes, I've heard enough, the speaker wasn't loud, it was the justice. There's a lot, actually, in that last paragraph of why I'm talking to you guys. The justice spoke, under Telu's watchful eye, I charge you with heresy. Witness, said the second priest, and it was like, this whole thing. And then they bound him, and... The bartender had to give up a whole barrel of, like, really expensive liquor to him. And he was like, I know you'll just sell it for the children. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. For, the, for the sake of the children. Cow, right? And we know how bad the children have it, don't we? Because Cloth has been a child in this yeah, city. Yeah. And then Scarpy, he's charged with heresy. So Taylou is the greatest of them all. He has his own Jesus story. I'm thinking maybe Taylu the emir. Hmm.
1: Well, he's still got roots in the church because, I mean, he's, Scarpy says that like before they knocked him unconscious about how he's not worried because he's right. got a friend high places in the church that are going to, you know, bail him out of his <clears throat> predicament. I mean, that, right. that speaks to a lot of that organizational.
0: This is when Scarpy also says Quoth's name, which has got everyone yes. in a tizzy because yes Kvot never because said he didn't,
2: his name. He never said his name. Yeah. nope
0: and so there's a theory that Scarpy is a namer and both heard his name but it was actually his true name oh uh, I like. and that's how Scarpy knew there's also thoughts that perhaps Scarpy knew the troop and knew Arladin because uh, at the end of the last chapter he's like my dad would have liked this story and Scarpy's like I know
2: Wait, okay, one second. This is something I want to bring up. Oh. Master Lauren, during false very first, where he gets admitted for less three talents. Yep. Master Lauren named his father.
0: Yep. Son of Arladin.
2: Son of Arladin. And also, didn't his troop, wasn't his troop, like, top, they were pretty high as far as who was name they were writing under. Is that not right? Lord
0: Greyfellow.
2: Lord Greyfellow, right. (laughs) I'm just saying there's stuff going on here in the background over here (laughs) that is making me my I'm really excited because now I'm starting to see how big the world Pat made.
1: (laughs) Going back to what you're talking about, like, so, I mean, Obviously, Scarpy and uh, Chronicler are involved in the same whatever they're involved in. Everyone. And you know, it's it's got its roots in the church and in you know proper society in the world too, which is interesting. And uh, I mean, I like what we were talking about. Like, like which way do you want to go with it? Like, like does he know Quote's name because he's a namer, or because the Emir are just as vigilant? As the Chandrian can be, there's there's a I lot feel of unanswered. Like it answered. seems
2: to me, it seems sure. to me, that there is something protecting him throughout his journey, I, and you start to notice it. That sequence with the religion, initially, I I want to talk more about why we think Talu gets his own religion and why telling the story of all of the Emir is now heresy.
0: Well. Telling the story of the emir itself is not heresy, because the emir existed as a historical thing.
2: Okay, but the way Scarpie was telling it, yes, he wasn't Scarpy saying anything.
0: Scarpie said right. no, that okay. Telu was one of many, that Telu was one of the emir, that was heresy.
2: That's what I'm saying.
0: Well, of course, if if you went into a Catholic church in the 1500s and was like, Jesus was one of the many angels who came to do good on Earth, you too would get burned.
1: No, it's a good point. She makes a good point, though.
2: I, I don't
0: know. Also, he, Scarpy mentioned Aleph, and the Talons never really talk about him, it, right. them, she, they.
2: But then do we want to talk about why? Because then the other thing that I think is, do do we want to talk about what iron must do to demons and how that's related? What do you mean? Somehow. Well, because Bast can't have iron around him at all. And and we know that he's not... And Canis, he's he's maybe... Is he a demon? He's, he's a from Fae. the Fae. So right, like, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Well, here's the is thing. Like they right. said, mm. It seems to me like if you go back to the the tale origins, the one that Trappist told, all the way back, here we go. What if the world wasn't full of demons? What if it was just the Fae and them were together? And well, humans and Fae...
1: One point, then they had everything go down with the moon and all of that, and separated everything. But then,
2: so so then that must be the split, right? Okay, so then go all the way back down. So what if the story that everybody has been told is just the lie, like the tale, like the religion? I don't know. I just feel like there's a huge, just huge thing back there, and the religion. I just wonder if anybody's talked about it, so that's why I brought
0: it up. Alright, so and, uh, here's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you ready? So in the no. second story that Celotor or that Scarpy tells when the Ruach, which I read somewhere is another word for angel in a different language. So
2: Of course it is.
0: That's how I think of them. But also uh, so they're all talking to Aleph and Telu comes for us forth i will hold justice in my heart i will leave this world behind right. i might better serve it serving you and then he becomes one of the emir i right. i strongly believe because also Fulurian says none of the emir have ever been human uh-huh and when the scrail come and everybody's like it's a deal and when the skinwalkers come and everybody's like, it's a demon! Quoth and Bast recognize that the scale are creatures of fey. The demons and the fey are the same.
2: That's, I yep, agree. That's
1: Perfectly. Absolutely.
0: That's what I
2: was, that's, that's, okay. So that's what I was trying to ask is if we felt like that was true. So the demons and the fae are the exact same thing. Yeah, two, okay. two
0: sides of the same coin.
2: Yep.
1: And basically, <laughs> that is a genius, he's writing his history for the events of this world that everybody is living in. And he just breaks it up and overlaps everything, changes names, dates, and acts and deeds to a point where everything is crazy confusing. <laughs> and we're pretty much sharing the same story three different ways from Sunday. At least. With different characters and trying yeah. to piece it all and understand yeah. what the hell is happening <laughs> in the best way possible because that's not meant to be negative.
2: Scarpy, Master Lauren, maybe Chronicler though he does know it. Um, who else? Lauren. I don't think. Lauren, I don't think Elodin. I think Elidin is on something doctor. else entirely. Yeah. Eldin is something. He's his own thing. He's his own ministry. But anyways, those guys that I named before. There's a background here protecting quotes.
0: Do you think as the Amir or just as, oh, we like this guy and we're some secret organization? We're actually Chandrian. We are all Chandrian.
1: I think it's the Amir, and I feel like part of me wants to think of the Amir. The Amir is the emir. He talks about the emir, wanting to research them, things like that. And they're, they're this one thing, they're a sect of the church. Everybody he talks to thinks, like, oh, the emir, they're, you know, they were just you know a small sect of the church that did all this crazy, bloody Inquisition-style stuff. But it's so much more deeper than that, because he understands that the emir are actually pitted against the Changrian things like that, you know, like trying to seek them out. But then you have these people you're making connections to the emir with. You've got Chronicler, and you've got Scarpy. I don't know. It's interesting to me. I almost wonder if there's more than one sect of the Amir, like because there's the human world, there's the Fane world, but they're obviously connected in the story. And I almost wonder if like Bast and like his order and stuff like that, like if they're not Amir themselves.
2: I think that's the thing about the religion though. I think something has corrupted the church. Something corrupted Telu into something that it, that it shouldn't have been, but also one more thing. Oh God, I lost it now. It's probably over. But, no, I agree with that. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I don't
1: know. I guess that was, that was just a thought, I guess, I was having, was that, like, you, you've got these... I, I feel like the mirror and two sects, depending on which world you're in. Like, you've got, you know, Chronicler and Scarpy, and you've got, you know, obviously, there are other people that are deeply rooted in society. They're all, you know, working.
2: Okay.
1: I mean, you've got people deleting information about the changery in, in the human world. You've got people looking out okay. for both. Yeah. Things like that. You've got that going on, but at the same time, like you still have connections drawn between like people protecting quotes that aren't from the human world, like Bass, like like he's fame, like he's a part of an order. And it's related to
2: that I can, I can't pronounce the tree's name. Cathay? Cathay. Like I feel like he like that. Oh Margaret, tree, if you need to realize then, just let us know.
1: How many of the champions <laughs> have we run into? not the Chandrian like proper like when they come and kill everybody in close family but like so we run into dude in a camp and you know he gets shot in the leg and all that and he's fine and he disappears and the tree comes down all that how many of the Chandrian do we think we've actually run into in the story <laughs> so far? Like, just, what like, we run in, into
2: and out in
1: the world like by themselves not Chandrian proper because they all have a place <laughs> doing their own thing in the world per that one guy that goes crashes a tree down on top of in the tent but you know it doesn't kill him no
2: that was cinder that was not cinder
0: it was totally cinder in the it bandit was totally camp?
2: cinder oh, in the bandit camp he yeah, says he totally recognizes him and then the captain no, confirms he, it
1: no he, he recognizes other people too I always thought it was a bald dude with the beard
2: no it's it cinder.
1: wasn't cinder it was cinder I'm re. I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting back <laughs> you
2: know, I'm, I'm re- all right. rereading that put it in your pocket dear Okay. Please. Thank you. Margaret, what do you think of the shandrin? Because they're like all silly children's tales. What if that's like the Amir trying to get people to just shut up for a second about him? Because what if that's how they're trying to find them? Because if everybody's calling his name, they go there, right?
0: Well, obviously they can't pop up every single time their name is said. I think it has to be a reoccurring thing, sort of get their attention.
2: Right, which is why the Amir have deleted it to silly, ch- you know, they've they've cut it down so that it's not, to- it's a folk tale. It's a funny, silly story. Do you know what I mean? It's a fairy tale. Isn't it?
0: You think the Amir edited out the uh, Shandrian's information from libraries, not the Shandrian or people working for them. Trying to keep themselves secret and mysterious.
2: No, I think the Emir did because I think that they're still pursuing them. They must still be. Because even Florian was like, she threatened to be very violent at Cloth. I can't remember the exact words because I don't have it in front of me, but I remember because he asked her, he's like, oh, I should ask her. And he asked her, and she's like, oh, shut the f up, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) We (laughs) don't talk about that. She's like, no, no. Nope. <laughs> she gets all mad about it.
0: Do you think the Chandrian can travel between worlds?
2: Ob- oh, yeah. With, with there's ease. No, there's no like, way they can.
0: No problem, because it's been sort of established that you have. there's a trick to it. There's certain places and certain times where you can cross over. Do you think the Chandrian have the ability to just pop in and out?
1: Without a question for me. Okay. Both worlds would not be terrified of them if they didn't have a presence. It just seems right. like one world, like the human world, is, they're terrified, but it's more of a myth. Like, they're, like they've are like they made a lot more progress in the human world of actually deleting the information or, like, the understanding of what they actually are.
2: See, but, this I mean, is what I think.
1: To, you go to your Fane characters, and they all are devout in believing that they are absolutely real, that they are present, that they are a threat, and that they need to be careful about spreading information about them because of safety. Not not because they're you know a fane tale a fairy
2: tale. do
0: you think that the Amir in fane encouraged that belief?
2: No oh the oh, you mean like Fane Amir? yeah no um but you maybe. do think they
0: encouraged it in the human world quote human
2: <laughs> yes, okay. I think that the Emir influenced it in the human world. I think the Fae know instinctively because they are older.
0: I wouldn't go instinctively. I'd say that they might be old enough that they just some of them remember, and it's only like one or two generations removed. We yeah, have to
1: remember too I that I mean
2: that.
1: we're talking about literary devices. I mean you have to analyze the Fane realm and the fact that he that Patrick did not write that realm steeped in legend and false story or partial story and religion and things like that like the fane realm is completely different all the information you get from the fane realm it's it's very factual it's very you know matter of fact like it might have to deal with more magic type things but at the same time they don't have this break of opinion and understanding like the human realm does
2: they don't think it's a well more importantly they know it that it that it's a real thing. They acknowledge that it's real. Whereas in the, well, you know, because, the because remember Folorian is just like a scary legend. There's a nugget of truth to it. Hers is more powerful obviously in the world than the Shandrian are in the world because she lives cuz she's on the other <laughs> side and she crosses over often. You have all sorts of well,
1: things. You have, like, entire species that are broken into kingdoms in the Fane realm that are still at odds. Like, they talk about that. Like, the Skralings are, like, from a place that we don't go. We don't have okay. contact with them. We, okay. like, we're not a part of their communities. And that fits so well into that initial story
2: okay, about so, you know, long,
1: right? these warring kingdoms and stuff like that, Would fit, which would fit well with, you know, how the worlds were united at one point as well. Like, I, I don't know.
0: There's just
2: okay, so much. so then. Talk-
0: all right, all right. Stop, stop, stop. I want to reel it back in. We're we're talking about the Fane and Feyland, which is great and stuff, but let's stay focused on the Talu and the Taelyn, unless we're done with that.
1: To me, I just feel like all those stories were stories about the progression of the world in elements that were the human world and the Fane before the Division happened, before you have these other stories about the moon and all that other stuff and the Shapers and the Namers, you know, like that division. I feel like those, the Scarpy story, that, that Talon story, that's all, it's given to you at the beginning of the book, and I feel like it's the oldest part of that entire story. But it, it comes up so readily in different parts that I feel in different parts of the whole storyline as far as the books are concerned, That I feel like it distorts a lot of things at the same time. But I really just feel like that's the beginning of a lot of the story to me hard to fit it all together. I'll just shut up.
0: Thank you for listening. Thank you, Meg and Nard for coming on and sharing your thoughts. If you have thoughts you'd like to share, find us on Facebook. You can also email me at road2tenue at gmail.com. That's road, the number two, tinue at gmail.com. Please like, comment, star, review us wherever you find the podcast. We want to know how we're doing.
2: See you on the road.
1: Everybody needs, like, some crazy wizard
0: in their family tree somewhere. Really? We do.
2: Nard is my family wizard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Nard. I didn't know you were a wizard. He is. Do you have a sweet beard?
2: (laughs) He did. I don't know if you do anymore.
0: (laughs) I know it's a stereotype, and I shouldn't assume, but the best wizards do.
1: Wizards, of course they have to have beards. Yeah.
0: I have a beard too. I'm married to him.